Good evening, friends, and welcome back to Faith and You, You, a podcast for everyone. My name is McKinley, and I will be your host this evening. I wanted to start out, before we get into this episode, reminding you a little bit about who I am and what we're doing here. We are exploring the deep questions of life itself, exploring what it means to be a better human being, looking at life through the lens of progressive Christianity, Unitarian Universalism, good old-fashioned storytelling, and a little bit of your boy's Texas twang. I'm currently serving as a minister at St. Elizabeth's Hospital in southeast Washington, D.C., so I want to do something very quickly just to give you a sense of where I'm coming from so that we might learn where we're all headed to. I work at St. Elizabeth's Mental Health Facility in southeast Washington, D.C. It's a maximum security mental health hospital. It's been operating since 1855. It was started to house folks from the Civil War who were suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. The hospital has been in the southeast neighborhood of Washington, D.C., and that neighborhood has come and gone through many phases and variations from being an all-white agricultural neighborhood to being a Jewish neighborhood to being a black, African-American, immigrant, Latino neighborhood that is now slowly being gentrified as the white part of Washington, D.C. moves back across the Anacostia River. The average individual in care, as we call them at St. Elizabeth's, is a 60-year-old African-American man who's from Washington, D.C., who has been here for more than four years, and who was court-ordered to St. Elizabeth's to undergo competency restoration or to undergo treatment for a not guilty by reason of insanity plea. So I want you to think about everything that I've just said. Think about what that brings up in you, what visuals you have in your mind. What do you think St. Elizabeth's looks like? smells like, feels like, what do you imagine you would feel when walking through the door of a maximum security psychiatric hospital with chain link fences and razor wire, thick walls, coded pass keys to get through doors, and a strict prohibition on anything that might be turned into a weapon, including shoelaces, belts, knives, plastic or otherwise. This is where I work. This is where my ministry is. This is where my church is. So I wanted to offer a different perspective on what it means to work at St. Elizabeth's and what it means to confront the biases and judgments, to confront the feelings that you have when you hear about where I work, the feelings I had too when I learned where I was going to be working, what it means to lay those aside and get to work on ministering to people, to meeting them where they are, to treating them as more than what society has deemed them, to treat them like humans, to build deep relationships. This is the heart of ministry at St. Elizabeth's. When you walk in the doors, there's a lot of feelings of me and them. There's them. There's the other. There's those people. And then there's me, neurotypical me. And you think there's such a difference between me and them. One of the first things you learn about being at St. Elizabeth's as a minister is that the difference between you and them is that there is no difference. We talk about patients in hospitals. We call them individuals in care at St. Elizabeth's. But you quickly realize 
that if you come in trying to teach these people about religion, about spirituality, about faith, if you come in trying to teach them, you'll find that they end up teaching you. And that it's not they who are the patients at St. Elizabeth's. It's you who is the patient at St. Elizabeth's. So this is not a totally analogous situation to the movie Shutter Island, if you've seen that movie. Great movie, stars Leonardo DiCaprio. He plays a U.S. Marshal who's trying to solve a mystery on an island that is a mental health facility. And the twist in the movie is that he himself is one of the most dangerous patients on the island. It's not entirely similar, but there are some analogs, because you come in thinking, well, I'm going to minister to these people, because there's something different about me. But they end up teaching you a whole lot more about yourself, a whole lot more about the nature of the divine, and a whole lot more about love than you would ever have thought possible. So I have no problem, despite my neurotypical brain patterns, saying that I am a patient at St. Elizabeth's, and I'm honored to be so. So with that out of the way, I thought we might turn to probably the second lesson you learned at St. Elizabeth's, and that has to do with our biases and judgments important to note that we all have biases and judgments. That is part of being human. And we are nothing if not human in our UU churches. Am I right? The point is what our biases and judgments say to us, what they say about us, and what we can learn from them. My supervisor at St. Elizabeth's often says, okay, you got this stuff. I know you got this stuff. So what are you going to do with it? Is it going to help you? Is it going to trip you up? My biases and judgments were about people with mental illness. I assumed that they would be unable to teach me anything, unable to communicate in an effective way, that I would be doing a whole lot of listening, not a whole lot of teaching. It turns out there is some truth in that, as there is some speck of truth in almost every comment. Perception is reality for people, after all. So finding that grain of truth is one of the arts of ministry and one of the arts of being human. Asking, how do I resemble that remark? Taking that grain of truth and saying, okay, this is my stuff. This is my bias and my judgment towards blank. What am I going to do with it? You realize that if you can acknowledge these biases and judgments... Call them out in yourself, lay them on the table, look at them and say, Alright, that's the stuff I got. Let me work through this. Let me talk about this with some folks. And then, maybe it won't be quite as persistent next time I'm here. Maybe it won't be quite as deceptive in telling me something that is not really true. Because that's the thing about biases and judgments. They may have a little truth in them, but they will lie to your face a big old white lie. And that's not helpful for anybody. So the question is not, how can I be bias-free or how can I be judgment-free? 
The question is, how can I name my biases? How can I own my judgments? How can I learn to lay them aside in the midst of conversation, in the midst of dialogue, in the midst of relationship? Because I think the overarching emphasis of what we do at St. Elizabeth's and what we do in ministry, the heart of Unitarian Universalism, is about building beloved relationships between one another, between us and the world, between us and the holy. And in order to build authentic relationships, we have to recognize our biases and judgments. We have to reach down deep into our soul. Let it come forth to encounter the soul of another, unencumbered by lies that our culture might tell us, that our personal history might tell us, that ghost stories and urban legends might tell us. Let our souls venture forth to meet the soul of the other, to entangle into a wonderful, messy, deep relationship. This is the essence of being human, and it's the most important work we can do as Unitarian Universalists, as human beings, as fellow inhabitants of this interdependent web of all existence. So I hope you will come back and join me on this journey as we explore together the deep questions of this life, figure out how to be a little bit more human to one another, to ourselves, how to see what's making us tick, how to build covenantal relationships with one another. That's what it's all about, isn't it? Trying to figure out how to do this thing we call life just a little better. May we do that together with courage, with bravery, with grace, with hope. May that be so, friends, and amen. For more information on McKinley and his journey into the wild and weirdness of this mystery that we call life, you can check out the blog at uuministry.com backslash McKinley Sims. uuministry.com backslash McKinley Sims. Rocky.